Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Tim and welcome to History Dweebs. As always, I'm joined by my co-host. Brandy Blue-Haired Herman. How you doing, Brandy? I'm well, Tim. Thanks. How are you? I'm tired. I had a uh, late night last night. I didn't sleep well. And, sorry. Oh, you don't have to be sorry. And I'm also okay. jo- joined by the uh, the esteemed, distinguished Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Well, I'm a little tired myself, Timmy, because when you can't sleep, you send me texts. And my phone rings, my, it beeps, and it wakes me up, and then it beeps. doesn't really wake me up. It wakes Renee up, and then Renee pushes me and says, turn your phone off. Well, you know, I have, uh, you know, advice I need from get from you from time to time because I know you are uh, very popular with the ladies. I, I've been known to... Woo one. Woo a lady or two. Or one. One. My nieces love me. My nieces love me. You really consider that wooing because that's gross. They love me. That's all. Well. Don't make it gross. It would be gross if it it would be gross if we were sexting. That would be gross. That would be gross. But we wasn't sexting last night. So. Although um, you sometimes send me the wrong text, I mean, it's disturbing. It's disturbing. Yeah, I'm sorry. As long as I don't he, text you the wrong pictures, he we're okay. Fourteen hundred dollars. Okay, so uh, welcome everyone to our podcast, and the topic of our podcast today is Belle Guinness, uh, Guinness, Guinness. I don't know what her name is, but we'll talk about that <laughs> shortly. Uh, Belle Guinness was a Gunness, right? What's the Gunness. I think we said Gunness. Gunness. Belle Gunness was, um, guess what? Sort of guess what she, her occupation was? A serial killer. I don't know. Is that an occupation? Well, it's a, it's it a hobby. It, on a resume. it was for her. She paid taxes on the money, apparently. She, she it's was, a hobby. Well. Um, Belle Gunness was a serial killer who um, not only uh, killed her own children, but um, she was known as <clears throat> Hell's Bell. Um, and she's known to have killed over 40 people, mostly uh, lonely <coughs> men who had a lot of money. So people like me, basically. Sure. She would kill mm-hmm. them. Uh, and we're going to talk about her in just a second, but I wanted to give a couple quick shout-outs to some folks on our Facebook page. I want to give out a shout-out to Scott, who made a couple of show suggestions, and um, we're going to look at seeing if we can put something together. So Scott from Illinois, thank you very much. And uh, Keith, who also on our Facebook page said it, uh, gave us a nice comment about liking a podcast. So thank you, Keith. And Brandy, do you have any shout outs? I do. I want to take a minute to shout out to my youngest brother, Casey, who started listening to the podcast. So thanks for joining us, Casey. Right. Welcome to the world of of History Dweebs. Um, And I also wanted to take just a minute to... um, I want to take just a minute to uh, tell everybody about um, a really great thing that one of my one of my friends is doing. Um, I've had a lot of people that have been touched by cancer here recently in my life, and one of the girls that had it touch her life as well. She started doing what are called chemo kits, and she takes them out to hospitals and drops them off to chemo patients. And what they are are um, just bags with, uh, you know, 
pens and paper and things for for people to do and um, slippers and I guess mints because their mouth gets real dry and toothpaste and all these different things. But she has set up a uh, GoFundMe page. Um, so if anybody be interested in in giving donations to this great great cause. Um, she's a dear friend of mine, and she's done a lot of good work with this. But if you go to GoFundMe, um, you can look up Chemo Kits by Jennifer Lovejoy Smith, um, and you can find her there and, and just um, give her give her a little bit of money because I think what she's doing is really, really important. Okay, yeah, great. Thanks, <clears throat> thanks Brandy. She sounds like a lovely woman. She yes. is a lovely woman, and she's my friend. And that, that's what kind of surprises me. I have lovely people for friends. Not you two. No, I would people. wonder yeah, why nice. she, uh, because, I mean, she does such a hot woman thing. Mm-hmm. And you are such a really uncaring, well, neither here nor there. But the I just Personification of evil. Is that, was that the phrase well, you were looking for? The devil's daughter, yeah. I'd say, but yeah, but but she sounds like a lovely woman. She is, yeah. Surprise yeah. your friends. Yeah, well, that's nice, Brandy. Thank you for um, uh, that. So, what what's that? Um, what's the website again? Uh, it's GoFundMe, G O F U N D M E, um, and you can look up chemo kits or chemo uh, kits by Jennifer Lovejoy Smith. Uh, either one of those, you can find it. You know, I thought I was getting that confused with another website called Go, but never mind. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you know, you know who's going to get that website? Go for oh, yeah, yeah. You know who's going to get that website? You? Johnny Footstool. Johnny Footstool. I ain't giving up on you, Johnny. I talked to your mama the other day. I know roughly about where you live. Don't don't think you're you're Western free, Hemisphere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I found your mama. I'll find you, Johnny. On land. Yeah, and you want to make some fine lasagna, by the way. Okay, Colonel, do you have any shout-outs? I do have a shout-out here. And this shout-out, now we're doing a show about serial killers. Surprisingly. But, surprisingly, but we but we had a we had a, a, a listener send in some really interesting information to me, and that that will be Pepper. Pepper yeah, listens to... I like to, Pepper. I love Pepper. You can't not know Pepper and not love Pepper. She's very active on our Facebook page, and she is a um, student of history and um, really neat, neat person. And 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 I don't mind saying she's she's a quite attractive woman. See, I never looked at her photos, but I'm sure she is. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. The Peppa's got one one minor flaw. She's a Dodgers fan. She, uh, a Dodgers well, she fan. lives in California, though, right? Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. she she got some great little athlete. Great little athlete, gonna be a great ball player. She so, uh, she's very active on our. Uh, so Facebook we are going to do a show um, based on some ideas of Peppa Centers because they're very interesting. Great, we keep those ideas coming. And Scott, we're gonna we're gonna try to get to uh, one of the ideas you gave us too in the next couple of weeks. So keep those um, ideas coming because that makes that's less thinking we have to do. We got a sponsor this week. Oh, a new sponsor. New sponsor. New sponsor this week. It is Carla's right outside your hometown, Timmy. A Portsmouth, Ohio. Portsmouth, Ohio. Right outside, there's a little, little. Well, it's not a little shack. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a little house, kind of hidden away, tucked back in the woods. A trailer. Uh, not a trailer. It's, it's tucked back there though. All it's right. Carla's Cat House. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah, Carla's Cat House. If you're, if you're in need for some affection that would just make you purr. Yeah. Go to Carlos, Carlos Cat House. Carlos Cat House in Portsmouth. Yeah, and, and, and if I could throw one plug in. Of um, course. On our webpage, we are looking for, we're do, we got a new se- uh, segment. Yeah. Ask the Colonel. Absolutely. I'm trying to provide my, I'm trying to just help the world. The world's a mess, folks. The world is just a mess. And the Colonel trying to fix it. So if you got a problem, just put it on our page, or you can go to my page. You can get, find that on, and ask the colonel. So it's uh, your Facebook page. It's a Colonel Beauregard Walters, something like that. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> if you go, to, it, 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 it's if if you check out, if you do a search for Hawk Walters, yeah, or, or you can come to History Dweebs. He's History Dweebs. It'll be there. on there. But uh, yeah, I've been trying to help some people out and. Uh, 
I and you're going to be doing some uh, segments called Ask the Colonel. Ask the Colonel, and people call, people send me letters, and they want advice. And I mean, like I said, this world, this world's a mess. I got, I, I got one from uh, like from Dr. the president Phil. the other day. Um, that one I have to keep confidential, of course. Um, but uh, I think I gave him some good advice. Um, Canada, I would say, watch out, and you better straighten up. Now we got a lot of listeners in Canada, so let's not offend the Canadians. No, but they was getting a little out of line. Ah, I see. They was getting a little bit out of line. Hmm. You know, when, when we get since we gave that shout out to the, uh, the folks in Newfoundland, they I haven't think, listened. I think you scared them away. They must have. No, I don't, they didn't even listen to that podcast. But anyway, thank you, thank you everyone for listening to all of our podcasts. We really appreciate it. Uh, so let's now talk about Bell Gunnis and Brandy. You're going to start us. Sure. Well, Bell's Bell's origins are a matter of they're they're a matter of some debate. Um, her bio, most of her biographers say she was born on November eleventh, eighteen fifty nine. Veterans Day. Okay, uh, near the lake of Selbu in Norway. Have you been there, Colonel? I have not been to that particular place. I've been to Norway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Colonel been all over. Norway. Hmm. Norway, Ohio, Norway, Wyoming. Like, you don't know what a you don't know what a colonel been. You just stick to your story. He's a worldly I, man. I, I'm a worldly man. You just stick to your story. Um, and her parents were um, her parents were a stonemason and a, a homemaker. She was the youngest of eight children. Um, Ooh, they they lived be. in some place that I cannot pronounce. Uh, Doesn't really matter. And like, yeah, I can't. I can't. It probably it's, matters to people who live there. It but does. It's such a. I don't. And I don't. But it's in Norway. Right. It's in Norway. And they have all those constants. It's the largest city in central Norway. Do you want me to read it for you? Does it got more than six letters in it? it? Yeah, it's got a lot. It's, it's you know, it's like no. seventeen straight yeah. constants. There's no vowels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a bad scene. Um, so there's a there's a common but un, unsubstantiated story about. Her early life, and it uh, it says that in nineteen or I'm sorry in eighteen seventy seven, uh, Gunnis attended a country dance while pregnant. Uh, there she was attacked by a man who kicked her in the abdomen, calling mm. her to, causing her to miscarry the child. Uh, this guy came from a rich family. He was never prosecuted by the Norwegian authorities, and according to people that knew her. Her personality changed at that point. There was nothing remarkable about her up until then. Her personality changed. Now, what time, what, roughly what year was this? It was not even roughly in 1877. So, hold on. We got a, a single woman walking around pregnant, not hiding in the house full of shame. It doesn't say she was single. It just says she was pregnant. Was she barefoot? What was she doing at the dance? What was she doing at the dance? That's dancing, what? obviously. Why is she dancing pregnant? Who cares when she was dancing pregnant? Ain't nothing worse than a pregnant woman twerking. Oh, shut up. So anyway. um, It depends how far along they are. If it's not showing, it's okay. Well, yeah. So her personality changed. Yeah, Um, I'm not buying that, but go ahead. The man who attacked her died shortly afterwards, and the cause of his death was said to be stomach cancer. Um, That's some ugly stuff right there. Having grown up in poverty, Gunnis took service the next year on a large wealthy farm and served served there for three years in order to pay for her first for her trip across the Atlantic. So basically, she poisoned this dude. Yeah. So she's she's coming to America. She moved to the United States in 1881. She's coming to America. Easy there, easy there, Neil Diamond. She she is uh, she comes to the United States in 1881. Uh, assumed her name Belle Gunnis, which was not her birth name. It is another thing that I cannot pronounce. Um, and initially, she worked as a service or as a servant. Now, this woman was is English your first language? It's not today. It's not. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. There are some classes available if you would like <laughs> to ESL. I know. Yeah, today is not. Today is not my day. So she was. She was a handsome woman. If you want to call her that. She was actually, she would describe herself later as a comely woman. Well, that would be the nicest thing you could probably say about she her. She was six foot tall. I know, it's right here. She was six foot tall. She weighed over 200 pounds. Actually, I saw early photos of her, and she wasn't that 
I mean, she wasn't unattractive, but by the time she gets to... Uh, well, by the time she gets to 40, she looked like a man. I don't know. The, pux- the picture I'm looking at looks like she's been road hard and put away wet. Yeah. She, so it's she's, bad. She wouldn't be a, a supermodel by any Ooh, means. Ooh, well, I didn't see that picture. Yeah, don't take my paper. Yeah, there ain't enough tequila in Mexico for the carnival yeah. mess but she was, um, she was physically very, very strong. Well, Domineering so, one. Yeah. yeah. So she was slinging people around all over the place. Yeah, she was pretty tall, pretty big. So in 1884, three years after she comes to America, she mar- she marries a man named Mads Ditlev. Mads, wait a minute, Mads Ditlev Anton Sorensen. How do you like that name? Did she hyphenate? No, I don't think she did. I think she just stayed Bell. Um, and they moved. They were in Chicago, and two years later, they opened a candy store. Oh, uh, the business was not successful. And within a year, Do they have Boston beans. You know what? I bet they <laughs> they had everlasting gobstoppers. Oh, I like that. Uh, and the yeah. wax lips. Yeah, the wax. I like candy wax cigarettes. Lips. Yeah. Okay. No, what? That's terrible. No. It's bad for you. Like it's a, that's a gateway thing to get the children smoking. It's a gateway for me hitting you in the face. Stop. <laughs> well, so, could okay, you just so get on the, to the point? So the, can. <laughs> the candy store goes so the candy up The candy store mysteriously burns to the ground within a year. And they, uh, they collected the insurance, and they with that insurance money, they bought themselves another home. Conveniently. Yeah. So this, this marriage produced no offspring. Um, according to most researchers. Some researchers say, now I don't know how there's this, dis- this, this discrepancy. Some researchers are saying this marriage produced no children. Others are saying they had four children together. Uh, Caroline, Axel, Myrtle, and Lucy. Axel. Axel, Myrtle, and Lucy? Well, not Axel, Myrtle, like Axel, comma, Myrtle. Yeah, and Lucy. Never That's name, your, never oh, name no, your daughter Myrtle. Point. Interesting thing. Now, at one point, she had a farm on LaPorte, Indiana. Uh-huh. Guess who else comes from LaPorte, Indiana? Your mom. Axel Rose. Really? That's crazy. Yeah, and she had a kid named Axel. She did. That must be his mom. So anyway, uh, Caroline and Axel died in infancy, uh, allegedly of acute colitis. Ooh, that painful. The symptoms of acute colitis, which are nausea, fever, diarrhea, and lower, lower abdominal pain and cramping, are also symptoms of many forms of poisoning. Yeah. Uh, Caroline and Axel's lives were both reportedly insured, and they were, they were paid. The insurance company paid out. Uh, an article in the New York Times on May 7th, 1908, stated that the two children uh, belonging to her and... Her husband were interred in her plot in Forest Home Cemetery. On June 13, 1900, her family moved and were counted. Wait a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. No. I can't speak English today. Did you take a quaalude Dude, before I don't you started know what this It's been a long day already. On June 13, 1900, uh, Guinness, Guinness and her family were counted. Uh, in the census in Chicago. Uh, the census actually recorded her as the mother of four children, of whom two were living. Myrtle was three, and Lucy was one. Um, an adopted 10-year-old girl identified possibly as Morgan Couch, but was, became, later became known as Jenny Olson, was also counted in her household. Doesn't say when she was adopted, how she was adopted, anything like that. Just that she was adopted. So right now we've got a suspicious killing of this guy who had kicked her in the stomach, causing her to lose her child. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, the the candy store burning down, and mm-hmm. we've got two of her children, offspring, dying of mis- yes. dying and possibly poisoned. Now, as it just so happens, the husband kicks it. On July 30th, 1900, reportedly the only day on which his two life insurance policies overlapped. Ooh. That's a coincidence. I like it. Uh, The first doctor to see him thought he was suffering from strychnine poisoning. However, the family doctor that had been treating him for an enlarged heart concluded that his death had been caused by heart failure. Uh, An autopsy was considered unnecessary because it was not thought, the death was not thought suspicious. Uh, she told the doctors that she'd given her husband medical 
powders. Powders. Oh, the medical powders. Man, yes. I like I like yeah. get a hold of medical powders. Renee put some of those medical powders on my oatmeal once in a while. I'm sure yeah. she does. You didn't wake up for three days, did no, you? No, gets me crazy. I snorted <laughs> some those medical, <laughs> medical powders, powders off of the yeah. mirror once. Yeah. Really <clears throat> Back in the 80s. Um, she applied for insurance money the day after her husband's funeral. The relatives, his relatives. Well, she didn't waste any time, did she? She's. Hey, you got to move forward. These things. Yeah. You got turn the page. Turn over. Turn, turn the over. page. Yeah. Just come on. No use in lingering. He's gone. He is. He ain't coming back. No um, need to dwell on it. His relatives claim that Gunnis had poisoned her husband to collect on the insurance, which you know. Shocking. Uh, surviving records suggest that an inquest was ordered, uh, but nobody knows if it actually ever occurred. Um. The relatives wanted his body exhumed. That's not never been confirmed either. Uh, the insurance companies did award her $8,500, uh, or about $240,000 in today's money. Uh, and so she went out and bought herself a farm on the outskirts of LaPorte, Indiana. So she moved from LaPorte to, in 1901, she purchased a house on McClung Road. Um... After she acquired the property, both the boat and the carriage houses burnt to the ground. So not only is she a murderer, she's an arsonist. She yeah, diversifies. She's, yeah. <clears throat> she's, well, multiple felonies going on there. She just, basically, she just gets an insurance guy in there and says, what will you pay for if I give you some money? Right. Well, if, you have, if your bomb burns down before he's even leaving, there's smoke coming out of the bomb. Right. Um, who would injure her? I mean, who, who's going to underwrite yeah, that? Well, I know. Yeah. So she's in LaPorte, Indiana, out on McClung Road. Um, and as she's preparing to move from Chicago to LaPorte, she becomes reacquainted with a recent widower, Peter Guns, also Norwegian-born. They're they, married in LaPorte in 1902, just one week after the ceremony. Peter's infant daughter died. Okay, so this is where she gets the name Guns. Yeah, Guns. sounds like it. Uh, the infant, Peter's infant daughter died while alone in the house with Belle. Uh, it's in, not a person you want to get his baby. So now we're at least, well, we're up to five yeah. at least. In 1902, Peter himself met with a tragic accident. What happened to Peter? Well, according to Belle, he was reaching for his slippers next to the kitchen stove when he was scalded with brine. Oh, yeah, man, that happens oh, sometimes. Oh, that brine. Ooh. She to the I would, skin, yeah. She I would. Later, I wouldn't keep at my slippers next to the. No, yeah, not that that's a crazy yeah. place. But she what the hell is Brian anyway? <laughs> I have no idea. It's um, I don't know. Cooked down animal fat, ain't it? Something like that. Uh, she later declared that in fact, part of a sausage grinding machine fell from a high shelf, causing <laughs> a fatal head injury. And you find this amusing? This <laughs> <It's> sob is <laughs> scalded. <laughs> Beating the, the poor bastard laying on the ground, the sausage machine fall out of the shelf and hit him on the head. Did he have insurance? Did he have life insurance? Um, hold on. Um, actually, a year later, Peter's brother, <laughs> Gust, <laughs> uh, took Pete's older She's daughter. She's a sweetheart, isn't she? Swanhild. What's Peter's older daughter's name? Okay. Swanhild. Uh-huh. We're going with that. Um, to Wisconsin, and she's actually the only child that has ever survived living with this crazy. Cut her the hell out! Cut her the hell out! Yeah, this crazy woman, this crazy broad. So, she, um, her husband's death netted her another three grand. Some say four, but it's around. It's between sixty-five thousand and eighty-seven thousand dollars uh, in today's money. And she got the uh, slippers. Well, and, yeah. yeah. She had to get a new sausage grinder, though, because it was all She probably had to get a new up. floor. Well, that's, that probably <laughs> set her back 20 bucks or so. Yeah, new sausage grinders aren't that easy to come by. And she lost a whole pot of a brine. Right. Not, also not easy. All right. Local people refused to believe that her husband could be so clumsy. He'd run a hog farm on the property and was known to be an experienced butcher. I mean, if you can run a hog farm, you can do just damn near anything. Oh, yeah. Well, you the know. colonel one time, now just a quick aside, the colonel one time was at a farm in Russell Spring, Kentucky. No, you oh, this is a true story. True story. And the pigs needed neutered. Because if the pigs don't get neutered, the pigs just want to fornicate. They don't want to eat. You want big fat pigs. Okay? 
You don't That's, want them doing aerobic exercise. Right, yeah, yeah. They, they exercise. They do the aerobics on each other, and they don't get fat. Okay, get to it. So the colonel had a bunch of piglets. They got it on the farm, showed me how to neuter them. So the colonel neutered about 100 piglets that day, and you do it with basically just a razor. You cut the little sack open, two little... This pig, is not a great piglet story. Piglet balls come. Why? They're dangling from a string. Here's the craziest damn thing you ever heard. When you toss the pig balls onto the ground, the ones waiting in line, and the oh, ones that just them. got them, oh, they'll suck them right down. Oh, they'll fight no. over them. They will. Well, Do they bounce? Hmm? Do they bounce like one of those crazy balls? They ain't like marbles too much. But no, but like a crazy ball. When they're attached to a string, like it's like a two-inch string. Oh, this is And the fun fine. thing is to throw them down and hold onto that string, and the pigs all go crazy, but you got like the a ball yo-yo? right up. Yeah, That's like wrong. that. That's, so you're teasing them. You're teasing so them. you're teasing them with their brother's testicles. Yeah. That seems wrong to me. Okay, so she, uh, so, uh, let's see, run a hog farm. The district coroner reviewed the case and unequivocally announced that he had been murdered and convened a coroner's jury to look into the matter. She successfully convinced the investigators that she was innocent of any wrongdoing because she was so petite flower. Did she kill him? Wow, she was a widow, too. Yeah, she, did she kill flower. him? Yeah, look at me. I'm a poor widow. I lost all my kids. Yeah, lost oh, the house keeps burning this down. This is my fifth husband yeah. just died. Look what at else me. do you, you want me? No Why am I being persecuted? Yeah. Uh, at the time, she did not mention that she was pregnant, despite the possibility that it might have inspired sympathy. In May 1903, she gave birth to son Philip. In late 1906, she told neighbors that her foster daughter, Jenny Olson, had gone away to Lutheran College in L.A. Um, In fact, Jenny's body was later to be found buried on her adoptive mother's property. Uh, between 1903 and 1906, Bell continued... Now, did continued, she kill her just for fun, or did she get some insurance? Doesn't say why. Okay. Um, between 1903 and 1906, she continued to run her farm... In 1907, she, Guns employed a single farmhand, Mr. Ray, is it Lampier? Yeah, Ray Lampier. To help with her chores. So at the same time, uh, Guns inserted the following advertisement in the matrimonial columns of all the Chicago Daily Papers. So now she's going to, uh, she's posting uh, personal ads. She's yes. like Craigslist. She just time. run out of people to kill. Yeah. She so run out of people to kill. She needs a fresh brew. Yeah. Fre- well, fresh, she, fresh well she was lonely. <laughs> well, yeah, she was killing everybody around her. She's like a praying mantis. She yeah. really yeah. is. Yeah. She's lonely. Yeah. So Lonely Hearts Club. So and this she, is one that, uh, that I, would, I would definitely uh, stay away from. No, I would I have not it. answered it. I doubt it. Because I think, I think you both would have been on that. Like, why don't I? Here's her ad. Okay, read, ad. Can read the and ad. There, there was Do you no, want me to read the ad? Oh, yeah. She's supposed to, Brandy's supposed to read no, it. No, she's reading the letter. Okay. All right. Uh, in, in this, if, if, today we have Craigslist. Yeah. You got the, you got the match.com. Backpage. Um, backpage. Fours.com. <laughs> what the hell kind sure. of thing? Oh. I would like to see your internet history once in a I while. I would not. I don't think I'm old enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just saying. It's, you it's, make people have options. You up. know the NSA blushes when they look at your computer, don't you? <laughs> they just fly right over yeah. his house. They're like, oh, he's a freak. On Persian Kitty again. So anyway, Miss Bell, she, she placed an ad that says, Personal, comely widow who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts in LaPorte County, Indiana, desires to make the acquaintance of a gentleman equally well... Oh, provided. I thought she was going to say something else. Well-endowed. Well-endowed and well-provided. Okay. With a view of joining fortunes. No replies by letter considered unless sender is willing to follow answer with personal visit. Now... No replies by letter. She wants to, like on Craigslist, if you ain't going to send a picture, don't reply. Right, right. But here's the important part. It's my favorite. Triflers need not apply. No triflers. No triflers. No, didn't want no Don't triflers. even bother. But you know what I don't get about that? If you're trifling, don't even bother. You what? know what? If you're you posting can, on... You can insure a trifler just as you can insure a rich man. Maybe she was looking for love. You don't know. She wasn't looking well, She was trying to weed out you the, the nerdy well. She finds she... 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Makes a mistake, you just kill them off and start over. No, no games. You want no games. No trifling. Well, I, uh, just, uh, I'm just saying she's got some letters, I guess, and I don't know how you separate the trifles from the, from the real guys. Well, you have to, people smell. have to be honest. Hmm? You have to be honest. By smell. Yeah, so then these guys, they start, um, I guess, Instagramming her or doing... Yes, they Instagrammed her. Tinder or whatever they had. Yeah, they was on there and they was they were sending the selfies to her. And uh, she picked out a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. She she got a bunch of she got a bunch of responses from this. It was some, Yeah, and I what I don't and get she is, become known as the... Um, Lonely heart killer. Yeah, she's a little slutty. Well, all these rich men can't find a woman. They got to look in the newspaper for a woman. You ain't got a secretary. You ain't got a house over. You ain't got something else. Well, and as we stated, she was a handsome woman. And she was six foot tall. She was the damn Amazon. And bulletproof. Yeah, she was, yeah. <laughs> and had a hog farm, no less. She had a hog farm. Although but, she did have money for the insurance. <laughs> she, she did. She dressed well. She dressed she well. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah, that face looks like she got hit with a bat. It was an ugly bat. Huh? It looked like someone went out in the forest. What kind of bat? Someone went out in the forest, found the biggest ugly tree they could find, made a bat out of it, and beat the hell out of the woman. I know. Yeah, she's not a very attractive woman. So where are we at in the story, there, Colonel? I have no idea. <laughs> I just want to okay. take a person okay. away. So this is when the middle-aged men start to apply. Okay, so we've got guys applying to her, uh, responding to her personal ad. Now, now she she meets with these men, and, you know, she's having dinner with this one guy, and she raises the issue of her mortgage. How am I ever going to pay the mortgage? Oh, you do, you do a fine I, southern I, bell, Miss. How do you like that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and this guy Anderson, he agreed he'd just pay it off. And if they decided to wed, he would just pay it off. Tim, this sounds like you. Your dates. <laughs> so late that night, uh, he awoke to see her standing over him, holding a, holding a guttering candle in her hand, whatever the hell that is. It doesn't sound good. With this weird look on her face. Without uttering a word, she ran from the room. Uh, Anderson not only fled the house, he took a train to Missouri. He was out of here. Uh, but suitors kept coming, but none, um, none except for Anderson ever left her farm. So she just ordering huge trunks to be delivered to her home. She's just getting on, just bring it on. We don't know what she's doing with the trucks. Yeah. She was a traveling woman. <laughs> yeah, um, and she um, she would lift these enormous trunks like boxes of marshmallow, tossing them under her wide shoulders and carrying them into the house. She kept the shutters of her house closed day and night. Um, she would, most of the time when people were traveling past, they saw her digging in her hog pen. I wonder why. Um, Mr. Budsberg, an elderly widow from Iola, Wisconsin, appeared next. He was last seen alive at LaPorte Savings Bank on April 6, 1907, um, when he mortgaged his Wisconsin land there, signing over a deed and obtaining several thousand dollars in cash. Mr. Budberg's sons uh, had no idea that their their father had gone off to visit Gunnis, and when they discovered her destination, they wrote her, and she promptly responded, saying that she'd never seen their father before. She'd never seen their father at all, sorry. Several other middle-aged men appeared and disappeared in brief visits to the farm. Uh, 
Then in December 1907, Andrew Helgeline, 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 yeah. a bachelor farmer from Aberdeen, South Dakota, wrote to her and was warmly received. The pair exchanged many letters until a letter arrived that overwhelmed Helgeline, written in Gunn's, Gunn's own careful handwriting and dated January 13, 1908. This letter was later found on his farm. It read... Now, should I read this in my sultry voice? Yeah, sultry voice. I think you should do your southern bell. No. Slowly, please. Yeah, a little slowly. Uh, You bunch of pervs. (laughs) To the dearest friend in the world, no woman in the world is happier than I am. I know that you are now to come to me and be my own. I can tell from your letters that you are the man I want. Ooh-wee, get warm in here. It does not take one long to tell when to like a person and you I like better than anyone in the world I know think how we will enjoy each other's company you the sweetest man in the whole world we will be all alone with each other can you conceive of anything nicer I think of you constantly when I hear your name mentioned and this is when one of the dear children speaks of you or I hear myself humming it within the words of an old love song. It is beautiful music to my ears. She had a way with Ooh, words. She a charm. My heart beats in wild rapture for you. My Andrew, I love you. Come prepared to stay forever. In the hog pen. In the hog pen, yeah. <laughs> so in response to her letter... She didn't really define forever, yeah, did she? <laughs> In response to her letter, this guy gets so worked up and excited, he flew to be at her side um, in li- January. I don't to have that That's what he said. Flew to, flew to her side well, in January 1908. Um, and he had with him a check for $2,900, uh, his savings, which he'd drawn from his local bank. Uh, a few days after Helgeline arrived, he and Gun- Gunnis appeared at Savings Bank in Laporte. La Laporta, Laporte, Laporte, whatever. Laporta. I can't do it. Laporte. Uh, and deposited the check. A few days later, gone. He's gone. He disappeared. Where could he be? I know where he is. But Gunnis appeared at the savings bank to make a $500 deposit and another deposit of $700 in the state bank. At this time, she started to have problems with, with Ray Lampier. Uh, in March 1908, Gunn has sent several letters to a farmer and horse dealer in Topeka, Kansas, named Lon Townsend, inviting him to visit her. He decided to put off the visit until spring, and thus did not see her before a fire at her farm. Gunnis was also in correspondence with a man from Arkansas, and sent him a letter dated May 4, 1908. He would have visited her, but did not because of the fire on her farm. Uh, Guinness allegedly promised marriage to the, to a suitor named Bert Albert. What a horrible name. Uh, which did not go through because of his lack of wealth. So he was poor, cannot marry him. I, hold on. Just to be clear, you're too poor to kill and feed to my hogs. Well, he didn't have any you're, you're, He was a trifler. He was a trifler. Yeah. He was a trifler. I'm not even sure why he responded. <laughs> yeah, right. He was a trifler. And he obviously Clearly. can't you follow directions. You are not directions. worthy of being Clearly. killed and fed to my hogs. That is when you have reached a low point in life. Tell me, Tim, more about Mr. Is it Lampier? Yeah, Lampier. Lampier. Yeah, uh, he as you mentioned, he Ray Lampier. He he was the handyman who worked for Gunnis. Um, and if you see a picture of him, you can probably look him up on the internet. He looks like Snidely Whiplash. He's just a really creepy looking dude. But anyway, he was the stash. He, he was, didn't have a sweet stash. He didn't have a sweet stash. He was uh, Gunnis's um, handyman. Yeah. And um, he, uh, he he loved her. He fell in love with uh, Gunnis, and he was kind of getting jealous of all these men showing up, uh, even though um, they didn't uh, stick around very long. They didn't last. They didn't long. last, but um, he, he had a, kind of a jealous streak, and... Um, uh, he would do uh, basically uh, all of her, uh, anything that she asked him to do. But he would he become very jealous over all these guys coming in. Finally, they had it out, and um, she fired him in February of 1908. After she fired him, um, she went to the local uh, courthouse and uh, requested that there be a sanity hearing on Mr. Lamphere. She said he was crazy. 
And um, they actually arrested him and had a sanity hearing, uh, but they found him to be sane. So um, they let him go, uh, but he kept going back to Gunnis and um, kind of they'd make up, they'd fight, they'd make up. Now, he knew she was doing the killing. He was. He did know that she was uh, and killing. And he kept coming back. And, and, yeah, he knew what she was up to. A killing and, machine. And, she was a uh, killing machine. He wanted her. And he kept, you know, he must have had balls the size of bowling balls. I mean, he must have had to take well, he was her and carry those around because he was just fearless. But this is the same thing that happens all the time now. You find all these women that are horrible people, well, horribly for bad part, for you, and about you follow them around like puppy dogs. Why, you know why? But you follow them around like puppy dogs. Because they got the boobs. Look at him. They got the boobs. So any pounds, you could have boobs too. So anyway, um, really? huh? Mr. uh ended up, they, uh, he was starting to make uh, uh, threats to bail. He was telling... Oh, that's he, a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, he knew about Hal Guinness, the Hal Guinness guy. Um, he knew he he started to talk. He was starting to get loose loose lips, and he started to tell people about uh, how he, this dude disappeared and snitches, how he, snitches get riches. Yes, yeah, snitches get riches. So anyway, um, so she knew she had a problem with uh, with uh, the handyman Ray, and. Um, she knew that she had to do something, so she went to her lawyer and um, she made out a will. And she told her lawyer that a wheel. A wheel. Um, she told her lawyer she needed to make out the will because she was afraid that uh, Ray Lempier would burn down her house. He had made threats to burn down her house, and she was wanting to make out a will and leaving everything she owned to her children, three children that she had at the, the ones time. That she didn't kill. Right. The ones that were still living. So she left her entire estate to the kids. And um, but this was all a ruse. She just wanted to set this whole fire thing up and get the finger pointed at Mr. Lemfear. So she hired another handyman named Joe, Joe Maxson. And, and on April 28, 1908, he woke up early to find that the house was on fire. <laughs> Man, that woman goes to so many houses. She needs to get some smoke detectors. Huh? <laughs> well, he does. So uh, he jumps. Uh, he barely escapes. The handyman barely escapes with his life. And uh, the police come. He runs to get the fire department and, you know, his old hook and ladder days. And the time they get there, the whole uh, farmhouse is burned down. They find uh, four bodies, um, three children, and a body of a woman uh, but the woman's head is missing conveniently, and um, so it was to, to appear that it was uh, Belle and her three kids. However, um, the body, the lady's body that they found, uh, was not that of Belle. They had uh, neighbors looked at the body and so, friends. So she is gone. Just I'm trying to keep this clear in my head. Yeah. She has gone to a lawyer and said, oh, this look, this, this Rain and fear. Yeah, is going to burn my house down. Yeah. So take care of my children. Yeah, I'm going to move them. Then the house burns down. Yeah. And her head's gone. Uh, the house burns down. The three kids' a, bodies. A head is gone. A yeah. head is gone. Yeah. The kids are, uh, the kids are bodies are charred or whatever. Kids and then, and she, her, and there's a woman's body there with a missing head. She killed six birds with a car. But that the neighbors who come and look at uh, Belle, uh, the body, said that it wasn't Belle's, um, and they actually measured the body without the head and determined that it was a body of a woman who was about 5'3". And so it's not even close. Not even close, no. Uh, Belle was 5'8". So uh, six, six foot and weighed 180 to one or to 200. And the body of this person was 5'3 and weighed up. No, she weighed like uh, 150 pounds. So, well, was this before or after the fire? This, is at, this was the without her head. You lose weight. And this is without her head. So, um, there was some suspicion that. Um, suspicion? <laughs> that Sherlock Holmes on the case? Yes, all over it. No <laughs> DNA evidence at the time. Ed Gang's brother or something? So, so what happens uh-huh. is. This kid sees Ray Lemfear running away from the property uh, when the fire uh, ha- occurs. 
So police start investigating Raylan Fear, and they've heard about his threats. They talk to uh, Bell's attorney, the one that uh, she met to make out the will with, and he explained that she felt threatened by Ray Lanvier and that he had state, she, that she had stated he had threatened to burn down her house. And then so they go to interview Ray Lanvier and, um, you know, he denies it. But the kid, there's this kid who sees Ray Lanvier running away from the house the morning, morning of the fire. And the kid tells him that, you know, that he, he was there at the time. He denied it. And he tells this kid, you won't say this. You wouldn't say that to my face. And the kid says, yeah, I will. You told me to shut up or you're going to kill me. And uh, so the police arrest him. They arrest Ray Lemfield for murder and arson. But there's still this unresolved issue of this body, um, which they they went into town where uh, Belle had bought her clothes, and you know, it just didn't add up. This wasn't her. There's this, this body wasn't that of Belle's. So, um, and that was the defense that Ray used, and he beat the murder rap. He was arrested for arson. What about the kids? Does nobody care that the kids died? Well, I'm sure they care, but uh, the, they, the kids were intact. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, but they're still dead. <laughs> they're, yeah, they died. Um, so they arrest him. He goes to trial. He's found guilty of arson. He goes to prison for one year, and then he dies of tuberculosis. But before he dies, he makes a confession to a minister, a priest, or somebody, of the, a man of the cloth. Sure. And he tells the, the uh, minister that um, he confesses to helping Baal um, discard of the bodies but of, of all these people. But he, the, the story that he tells is that um, he and Baal were in love, that um, she was killing these uh, guys for money. Uh, she would lure, lure them to his, her home. She would uh, feed them a good meal, and then she would poison them or drug them or just sometimes just hit them over the head with a meat cleaver. Sure. And then she would chop them up, and then he would help her take the, uh, the bodies out to the hog pen and uh, throw the body, the remains in the hog pen, and the hogs would devour them. Um, he claims that um, the uh, fire was set up, that he was involved, that the plan was that um, they would set this house on fire and that Baal would meet him and they would run away together and um, get away from that whole Laporte. But the thing is, uh, he also says the, uh, the mystery of the mystery lady, the body there of the woman, was actually someone that um, she had hired a few days before then coming from Chicago as a um, housekeeper. And apparently this woman had children that she brought with her too. I don't know why she couldn't hire a, you know, a, you know, woman, a childless woman or something, but she, this woman had kids with her. And uh, apparently she, once this lady got there thinking that she was coming to take a job, uh, Bell killed her, chopped her head off, threw it in the um, lake, and then um, murdered her kids and threw them in the lake and uh, weighted them down with um, stones. This so, is a hard-working woman right here. you got to give her a, She a put problem. a lot of work in it. She's a hard-working woman. But anyway, um, so she left this body there, <laughs> hoping that the police would think it was hers. But then she hauled her out of the lake and put her in the burning building? No, she cut her head she off. Threw, the head threw, the, threw, threw her head, head off. Yeah, but her kids, yeah. apparently she had a couple kids, and she right. threw the kids threw by in the, the lake. lake. Okay. And then um, and she, they were, she was hoping that the, the police would think that the, and she put her in some of her clothing and hoping that the, the police would think that it was Belle. But, uh, Except and it, eight sizes too big. Yeah, Belle, you know, she was, I don't know what she was thinking. But anyway, she, um, she was supposed to meet uh, Lamphere <laughs> on the road, and then they were supposed to hightail it out of there and go to Chicago. But um, Belle went out the back door sort of went a different route, and uh, Lemire got hold, caught holding the bag, so to speak, and um, he went to prison, and um, she has never been, um, you know, she's never been found, so there's a question of whether or not, I mean, there are still some people who said that was her body, but from what I've read, uh, most agree it was not, it was nowhere close to her size, um, they just the uh, people who knew her 
who saw the remains said it was no way um, have you know it wasn't her so um, but she she was quite a lady and Charles is going to tell about some of the things that once once they started looking around on her farm after she died uh, some of the things that they found well and it was interesting because right before the fire she went and took all the money out of the bank she took all her money out of the bank. And uh, for some reason, that didn't make, that still made the handyman look bad. Yeah, but that's how he got she's off running. on the murder. Well, huh? she's running. She's running from him. Yeah. And, and, and back in those days, it seems like that, how could you not find a six-foot-tall woman with a meat cleaver and a sausage yeah. make down one hand, you know, just bashing skull? Because you know she could Yeah, she didn't, she didn't stop killing. She... It was. She ended up with about six million dollars in she today's money. She moved to England and became Jack the Ripper. Six million dollars in today's six money. Six million dollars in today's money. Now it's it's really hard to say how many people she killed. Um, they could put twelve complete bodies together from what they pulled out of the pig pen, um, and they know now. Back then, they did not have the CSI. They did not have the NCIS. Um, had they had Ziva on the case, she would have solved it. Right. And Ziva would have kicked Bell's ass. Right. Um, Obviously. Yeah. She would have rang her bell. Oh, Ziva's up. Ziva, Ziva, well. Easy. Yeah, I know. I got to stop for a second, recompose myself when I talk about I Ziva. She's up. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but she killed a lot of Olafs. I mean, these guys was... Now, this guy, this poor guy, and he sounds like a trifler to me. He was from Elbow Lake, Minnesota, and his name was John Moe. <laughs> now, doesn't that sound like a trifler? It does. <clears throat> now, his, his watch was found in, in Lampier's possession. Um, we got an Olaf Lindblom. We got an Olaf Zeverhard. We got a Henry Gohard of Scandinavia, of Scandinavia Wisconsin. He went to Weta a year earlier, took a $1,500 and a watch. Uh, we got Thomas Limbo. They know he was dead. Ole Budsbug of Eola, Wisconsin. Uh, William Mingay. Now, he was a coachman of New York City, and that sounds like a trifler to me. Jesus. I mean, doesn't that sound like... We got Charles Niebuhr. He was a 28-year-old Scandinavian immigrant. He'd been working as a saloon keeper and only had $500 with him. Trifler. Trifler. But he got killed. Well, it certainly wasn't her time. Another Olaf. Man, there's a lot of Olafs. It, it, it didn't there. seem like they had to be wealthy, though, for her, though. I mean, she, well, I she was... was the point. They if they had... a sure uh, and wealthy. Or, well, some of them, they just had, like, uh, a horse and carriage. And she would... They would come and... Pawn it. Yeah. She did pawn it. They would yeah. sign it over to her, and the next day they end up dead. I wish. I mean, what kind of, what kind of feminine wiles do you need to possess, besides boobs? That's pretty much all the feminine wiles you need for anything. Apparently, she was apparently a, a, a good on. cook. She must have been a good cook. She you must think? have been a hell of a cook. Yeah, she, yeah, and she must have been one of those people that. She was one of those women that if, if you if you took a garden hose, like a ten foot section of oh, garden shut hose. Up. And put a golf ball on one end, she could pull it, suck it all the way through the other end. Well, she evidently didn't have a vagina crotch. <laughs> she didn't vagina. have teeth. Vaginal, vaginal teeth. teeth. She vaginal did not teeth. have vaginas. Gingivitis. Um, now, <clears throat> this is the one that, uh, that and, and uh, but so many of these guys was Olaf, and then there was Butt Chase. Butt Chase. Oh, sounds Bert. like an actor. Of a well, 50s. he was a game show host Good old from Mishawaka, Indiana. <laughs> and uh, Wink Martindale. Yeah. That's right. Butt Chase, game show host. Now, you know the game show host is a trifler. Yeah, he wasn't a game show host, but go on. Okay, well, Butt Chase, what else could he have been? I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, they didn't it's a have stage cars name. There was then. a stage name. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a used car salesman, so he had to be a game show host. Um, but anyway... He disappears. Uh, he says he's going to see a wealthy widow. Then his brother gets a telegram from, supposedly, from Aberdeen, South Dakota, claiming that Bert had been killed in a train wreck. Tragic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's... so. 
Now, there was a hired man, George Bradley. Another, again, trifler. What, why did she even put no triflers need apply? She took in all kinds of triflers. And, so, you know, you probably pay those ads by the letter or something, by the word at least. And so she probably, that cost her money. These, I bet you know why? This yeah. just, all this stuff seems like a lot of work. For a $6 million? Dollars? A lot of conniving, a lot of work. Well, first yeah, of all... You had to juggle a lot of stuff, yeah. 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 Conniving yeah. is a woman's nature. I mean, they don't have to work hard to connive. You know, now killing, most women ain't going <laughs> to... Now, you ain't got to hit the colonel. Now, most women ain't going to kill for money. Women, women when they kill, you they, they kill because they're they aggravated. Have? Tim's girlfriend, Jody Harris. Well, Tim's... Yeah, we're going to get to that just in just a minute. But most women... Um, listeners, m- most men listeners. Now, let me give you some advice. Here's where you're going to get some advice from the colonel. When women start finding out Close that you got ears. some money, okay, they they might kill you. They will kill you for the money. Now, myself, I don't have. I'm lucky enough to not have any money. My wife's got all the money. You're but kept. I'm a kept man. I'm a. Uh, I got a sugar mama. Um, but what I do have. That disturbs me. I have a rather large life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. And what I do is every so often, about every other night, I, I, I don't do it in any order that she can figure out. Sure. When she puts the dinner on the table, sometimes I switch plates with Logan. Sure. <laughs> Your you know, son. With my son. Yeah. Yeah. Because then she knows. She knows because she loves the boy. She, she won't harm the boy. Won't harm a hair on the boy's head. So, <clears throat> if she's going to put her magic powder on my spaghetti, she knows Logan. Um, let's get back to the story. Where was we? <laughs> let me, okay. let me, may I, may I? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. About, four, about 40 people, most of them named Olaf and a game <laughs> show. Mostly named Olaf. Okay, so anyway, back to the, um, the aftermath of this whole thing with Miss Gunness. Um... There were several sightings of uh, Bell Gunness over the years, um, living in different cities. People swore they saw her as late as 1931, uh, where she had um, been reported living in different cities, in Chicago, in San Francisco, in New York, L.A., and in 1931 she was um, um, thought to have been living in Mississippi. Um, But... You know, who knows? No one knows for sure. Uh, As recently as 2007, the University of uh, Indianapolis, um, uh, they did a DNA sample on the body that was um, found, um, the female body that was found in in the home of the burned-out farmhouse, um, but uh, and hoping to use some DNA that uh, was on an envelope that Miss um, Gunness had used, but there was not enough DNA for them to make a determination whether there was a match or not. So it remains unsolved. Um, if um, she if that was not her, then she got away with, as the colonel says, about forty or more murders that we know of. She was quite a gal. You two have anything you would like to add? <clears throat> and we're not going to talk about me wooing Jody Harris either. Wouldn't I, now, no. you, now, I'm sorry, counselor, but you opened up the uh, up the case. Um, we got a bet that Tim can't get a letter from Jody Arias. Arias, handwritten letter. What's her name? <laughs> Is it Arias? Arias, Arias, whatever. Arias. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I have nothing else to add to this story. Okay, uh, Colonel, do you have anything else to? Well, as I was saying before, women can be wily. Like coyotes. Like coyotes. Um, Typically, they will only kill you if you give them some kind of cause. Now, that cause could be, you know, you ate the last chocolate chip cookie. But they won't kill you without... Co- they typically won't kill really, you for money. I'm going to kill you now. I've got reason Okay, there. thank you all for joining us. Your- and listen Seriously. to us next time on History well, Week. You're just saying. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.